In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. What's you know, a thing that you need that you don't have? I don't know. Uh, and that I don't want to get for myself. Like, yeah, I, I want a Porsche. I'm gonna give me a 911. Yeah, but I'm gonna buy it. Like that, you'll I, buy, and no one's gonna buy you that. You know, uh, and if they, if you, me. if you did have someone to buy you that, oh, sugar mama, she is <laughs> gonna put a name on a license plate. <laughs> Let me get some, yeah, um, heavy set, thick, curvaceous white lady who <laughs> like to. A small man as a sugar daddy, small black man as a sugar daddy. I will definitely. I'm, I'm saving. I, I want to get my hand tattooed. I just don't want to know what I have right there. But I'm definitely. If you buy me a Porsche, it's definitely going right here. Yeah, your name is going right Lucy, there. Lucy, who is? Who yeah. is Cindy? Susan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who is Susan? Hey, Susan sixty eight. They're like, who is that? <laughs> Age and name. Pardon me. Susan sixty eight. <laughs> Whatever you want. what I'll get you whatever you want, baby. You don't have to have teeth. You just have to be thick and curvaceous. You're my little chocolate boy. Whatever you want. Just and, a big, heavy white and woman, I want, Susan. And I want her to emphasize boy. Well, I want to, <laughs> <laughs> don't call me a little chocolate man. I want to be called boy. My little I, chocolate boy. Oh, I'm talking about the revenge. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Man. <laughs> welcome to the show. We started already because this is too good. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean, once again, today it's Ali Sadiq. Thank you for coming to the show. Cheers. Oh, cheers che- to oh, you. Cheers. A little bit of something in the blood to start the day. Oh, man. I am mm-hmm. very, very happy right now. And you already had a margarita. Um, mm, oh, good sauce. Smooth. Good, smooth sauce, huh? Good, smooth sauce. Ooh. So you got that. You have your David seeds. You're set. Oh, I'm set. I'm ready to talk. You're a like, seed. You're a seed man. Man, I'm a seed man. Like you, you gotta. I, I'm from the south. Yeah. So, you know, this is a Houston thing, and played baseball. I was a shortstop, and you in the country with your father. You in the country with your grandfather, and everybody's spitting something. Mm-hmm. But you too young for tobacco. You too young for all that. I just got some. First, my first thing was Big League Chew. Oh, I love Big League Chew. I love that so much. <laughs> and for people that game. don't know, that was the best stringy bubble gum in a little tin that looked like a dip tin. So people would pretend it was a dip tin because we were young and we put a huge <laughs> one on the side of our arm. I used to love that. Remember when they went to the pouch? Uh, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the rip pouch. pouch it, yeah. Was either, it was even sexier. Like, right. yeah. I was a glob of it. Like, uh, yeah, so just I love that. Just a sugary mouth. Of, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so then I went to sunflower seeds. Sunflower seeds. Well, it's better for you for sure. Oh man, and, and I love sunflower seeds. I don't. It, I don't. I've never turned down sunflower seeds. You'll ever. say yes. So when I walked in the song, I was like, yeah. And then I was like, oh, I don't. I don't want to do sunflower seeds in front of everybody. But here I am. But here you are with a cup and whiskey and sunflower seeds. And I'm very happy. And whatever little strange candy you had in there that you said. That's the white rabbit, baby. Oh man, this is delicious. That's the white rabbit. I like anything that stick to my teeth. That, <laughs> you know, that's how you you know you keep young and you know, your teeth not coming out. My grandfather would never eat these. Like, <laughs> yeah, they'd be falling out <laughs> the whole like, time. The whole every day is one. Hey, I my teeth. Get that out of my teeth, for me. Like, <laughs> yeah, man. This is a man. This is a great set. Thank you very much. I appreciate you coming. I'm th- I'm thankful to have you here. I want to tell you this before we get too deep into it. For people that uh, need to know, 
you are a fantastic uh, comedian. Uh, what's interesting about you to me is uh, stand-up takes a lot of different shapes, and yours is so um, heart heartfelt and deep and poetic and true to you. It's uh, it's different than I think most stand-ups today in a in a what in a wonderful way, right? Because mm-hmm. a lot of times. You know, stand-up kind of mimics itself. A lot of times stand-up kind of feels like other shit that you've seen before. And, yeah. I mean, I do traditional stand-up. And I think your um, your shit is wonderful. And your new special is great. And it's hard. Hard in a good way. It's tough. Um, and so people need to go watch that. Obviously, people probably have seen your first special that came out just over a year ago, right? Yeah, was Dom- it a year? Yeah, yeah the Domino Effect yeah, was Domino just about a year. Yeah. And this one losses uh, part two. Part two, and uh, it's it's tough. Well, I mean, it's great. I just mean it's like uh, it's very real. It's very it's very you, and it's very genuine. It's very deep, and yeah. So props to that. Well, I just want to give you some props to oh, that. Oh, thank you. Very so. Um, I guess this is the first one. Mm. That I'm announcing it here. So I just recently shot Domino Effect three and four. Nobody else knows three and four. Yeah. Good we, God. We. we finish the series in dc so they'll be coming out nobody else knows but this show this first show that's that, great <laughs> that I'm announcing on, yeah. what do you put are you just doing them are you gonna put it out like Same. right after each other or gap it we gonna gap it a little bit um so we thinking right now but we probably come out maybe four to six months right after it's great and it's a it's a true it, it's really cool man to do two we shot two back to back wanting to finish the series and it's just it's cool, man. It's like it's yeah. totally different from two, and then four is totally different from three. Real, like we, yeah, we're going through the the transition of the story. So it's wild. It's you got cool. you, you listening to you now, even here live, and I'm sure some of the people that hear it, you could have been anything in the voice world if you didn't want to be a comedian. I'd listen to you. F- fucking over a PA system you know why can't the guy who announces the train stops be you <laughs> why does it have to be an annoying voice why does it have to be like Bedford next why can't it be your smooth ass voice doing it man um should sell you the rights to your voice <laughs> to do every announcement possible I just started um noticing that people said I had a cool voice I never noticed get out of here man when you were young and you developed your voice when you got when you got went through puberty you sounded like this. You were deeper than most kids in the neighborhood, I'm sure. Yeah, I was deeper than most kids. But were you you weren't made fun of for it or anything? No. No, it was I think that um because of what I was doing at the time my my voice goes up and down. It's like I'm still going through puberty. And <laughs> <So, laughs> at 50 years old, you at 50. It's like I'm still like my voice will go up, it go it, the influctuations of when I'm saying something, you can tell how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're oh. listening to my my voice, when I'm confident, I'm pretty Billy D. Washington kind of late. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's you know, I, I get very Bobby Boucher sometimes because <laughs> 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 like, like, I'm not. I'm like it, it's weird. It's like especially if I'm talking about something that's in the story that's genuine to what I was feeling at that time. You're right. Because I don't ever say that I'm confident the most confident in every moment like mom you know like i used to watch um karate films right and it was just the five deadly venoms if they they had to go face this master who had all of the skills and they had to find his 
vulnerable point, mm-hmm. and and he could move it. So you had to time it when right. he could move. I'm like that. You can you can catch me off balance and really vulnerable right before I get on stage. The moment before you get on, yeah. Because the moment you get on, it's all different. At, until, until I say, "Hey, hey, yeah." Before that, it's like this is where my most vulnerable. Like you could, you could rattle me mm-hmm. right at that time. Like, <laughs> and DL used to do it. Like I would be getting ready to go on. He was like, "People don't know you out there." <laughs> and I'm like, what? That's what are you awful. What are you saying to me? That is <laughs> like, so mean. And then it goes back to when I first started. Um, my best friend, um, GT, I'm getting ready to go on stage, and the owner of this comedy club, where I started at Just Joking Comedy Cafe, it's Thursday night. It's college night. It's like Apollo night. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to go on stage. I'm, my foot is on the step. It's three steps. My foot is on the step, and he walks over me and taps me. Hey. The owner is in here, and she says, um, "If you go- do good tonight, she gonna let you do the weekend. No pressure. Fuck you. I'm like, this is all the fucking pressure. Yeah, right? yeah. No <laughs> like, pressure. Like, no comma pressure. Yeah, lots of it, man. And but you killed anyway, and you did the weekend, didn't you? With Tony Schofield. Tony Schofield. Chicago. Yeah, Tony Schofield. That's yeah. wild. That was your first weekend? That was my first weekend ever. Wow. Ever of all times, Tony Schofield. Do you remember the week? Like, it's, for me, when people always ask, like, do you remember your first set or your first? I don't really remember the first couple of sets I did because I think the nerves were so, I don't know, I think I was so rattled when I did first did open mics mm-hmm. my first couple of times. But I do remember my first paid weekend, right? Like, that yeah. I remember the most. I remember almost every night because of how hard, man, it was fucking hard. Those early weekends were tough. Papered. Most of the rooms were papered for us. Oh man! And it was, you know, three, three to three to five people that like loved you, and then fifty people that were like, "Mm, maybe. How did you view it when you did your first weekends? How did you? I mean, I I honestly I didn't give a shit because I was getting paid to do comedy. I was like, this is just a part of the. I just looked at it like boot camp. I was like, you have to do it. I didn't. It didn't bother me. You know, I knew I was. It was not. It didn't really make you feel good some nights where you're like, man, this is fucking tough. I didn't really love going back to a shitty motel and eating, you know, vending machine food before I went to bed. That wasn't fun. But I viewed it like boot camp. Like, I was like, everybody does this. Everyone's got to do it. Nobody gets to jump the line. So, I don't know. I kind of liked it a little bit. You know what's crazy? Mm. I didn't know it existed until I found out that this was the pipeline that mainstream comics were going through. Right. Rob Stapleton told me, hey, man, get off the Chitlin circuit and go to mainstream. Now, it's going to be shitty for you because I'm making so much money on the Chitlin circuit. So first weekends, improvs, funny bones, I'm getting paid. The minimum, bare minimum. The, I'm talking bare the, minimum. The I'm talking. They have <laughs> this is a system they have come up with. This this is for you to survive. Correct. Long, this is enough for you to keep going. Right. For the next year, for them to give you the same deal. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Same deal. Right. And then they just give you. They, they increase it by five or a thousand dollars the next. Depending on how your career is projecting. Right. The time. You have no idea that this is happening. 
this is the most beneficial time of my whole career. Yeah. Because now I'm out of my own and I'm learning to be a headliner. I'm learning this. Right. All this shit is everything is going wrong is my fault. Everything and you still have to perform through all that and then it's the check drop in the middle of your shit. Oof. And it is all these things that you're learning to be and this is shaping you to be this in five years you become this charismatic person now that you never thought you would be like other people, you seeing other people go up and you're like, oh, God, I don't even worry about it, baby. It's, that's all good. Because <laughs> you've already, nobody's seen you get drugged through the mud. Right. Yeah, you've lived it. For $1,500. Right, you lived it hard. And you, I'm talking Six like, shows. Six shows. <laughs> and, it's, and nobody knows who you are. They pay nope. with the room and people eat nachos in front of you. They don't give well, a shit about you. And you Sleeping in the front row. <laughs> fucking like, knocked out. Yeah. And this is the, I, I, I really love talking to comics who have this experience of this part of the game that most comics, because they forfeit this. They are, I don't know, I don't know, $1,500. But you are you said the exact thing. You saw it as boot camp. It was boot camp, I yeah. thought this as, y'all paying me $1,500 to practice? <laughs> yeah, that's practice. This is like, what? I'm getting, I get a hotel room. Travel and fifteen hundred dollars to practice. <laughs> oh, you fucking right! I'm doing this. Tonight. Like what? This is to practice. I'm like I'm out now. Practice? We talking about practice? Hell yeah, I'm a practice. <laughs> like, you know, because in my mind, what else was I doing? Mm. Because I'm. So what? I'm. It's fifteen hundred dollars. So what is twenty five hundred dollars? Because I'm doing the thing that I've I've reached a plateau. Now, to get here, I remember. I remember when I was an open mic. Not even I wasn't even. I was less than an open mic. I was on a list that I hoped that they got to me. Yeah, that's tough. When you number fifteen, you like they gonna shut this shit down. Yeah. Like, twelve is the cutoff, and then you like <laughs> ah, yo, we done tonight because the headline, the host decided he want to do forty five. Yeah, and he killing. What you gonna say? You just. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't get to go up. I started in a spot where they were prone to booing. It's college night. It's the Apollo night. And this is where you go. It's a variety show. So you have to, as a comic, you just got to put your name on the list and hope that you don't get called up behind a gospel singer. <laughs> this is Joe. This is your whole hopes. Like, whoever's in front of you, yeah. as long as they're not singing the gospel song, you think you can make it. But, right. man, if Jesus is mentioned in front of you, oh, my goodness. Nobody can follow Jesus. Nobody can follow Jesus. That's impossible. Like, you're losing. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. You go home. As someone's up there like, woo, 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 you're just packing up all your son, shit. Yeah, man. Hey, um, I'm on. Uh, I got to go, man. Tonight, I got, man. yeah, my kids. I got to go. <laughs> I got some shit at the house I got to take care of. <laughs> My crock pot is on. I got, yeah. to, go, I got, to, I got to go. <laughs> you know, I left it on high. should be on low and simmer. I got to get out of here. I, dude, those days of of that for you structured, I mean, it was structured who you became as a comic. You were already you. But I think all that does, all those battle scars, all that shit, it helps you be more settled into who you are. It's almost like, uh, you know, it. the foundation just starts to settle better. You know, it's like the older house just looks better. What rattles? What what could rattle you as a comic right now? What what going through? No, everything that you went through, going through that process, that form. What could actually rattle you? 
the place uh, catching on fire. And you, <laughs> fucking, and, you, I mean, and you would still be like, ah, yeah. this shit on fire. fire. I'm going like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. to be the last yeah. out of here. <laughs> like, like, it wouldn't, nothing Nothing really, no. you. No, you re- yeah, it, it can't hit you. Because it's it just, if you've given enough to it, uh, now you're trying to construct how you want to move through it. You used yeah. to, it used to be the worry of how um, you move with it. You know, it's almost yeah. like a big, big, but now it's almost like how I want to feel inside of it. Which is, I think, honestly, I'm not going back just because, but truly, by the way that your your specials, particularly the first one, especially, but even even still, the second one, like it's you dictating the way you want it to feel. It's 100 percent you. I can you can tell it's the way you wanted it to be, which is kind of the the dawn of the independent comedian, because we used to kind of be so subject to the machine, and yeah. it's nice that you. You're like fuck that. I'm doing it my way. You know, like it's. I want it. You. It felt so organically the way that you wanted to present it, which is great. And it, that's only because you did all the shit before. If you didn't do that, who knows what would it look like now? But to have all that is, I think that's the important shit. And your life experiences, you know. And you and I have so much in common. We're both young black men from Houston. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we both were in prison for a long time. I mean, that's a very paralleled lives that we lived. You've been in Montreal, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. the first time I ever met you. In Montreal? That I was met, the first time? The first time I ever met you was in Montreal. You was, and and, and this is, and I know this is so stereotypical. Man. Yeah. This is, I'm talking, this is, this is so fucking stereotypical. But you have, it's, hear me out. Okay. It's so stereotypical. I'll brace myself, yeah. yeah you got to, you have to, it's so stereotypical. So, it's you, Bill Burr, Dan Carter. Okay. Right? <laughs> when I saw you, I was like, and this is what I said. You was walking <laughs> down in Montreal. I think you, it was, it was a bunch of you guys. And um, this is a white guy who I really like a lot. Um, Jeff, Jeff um, Dan or whatever his name is. Jeff Dan. Jeff. His, uh... his, 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 maybe, his last name may not be Jeff. White guy has his his hair is kind of wavy, real handsome, tall white guy. Jeff Die. Jeff Die. Jeff Die. So he's walking down the street. I think you y'all on the same side of the street, and I looked over like, look, that's a tough ass white boy right there with that beard. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> I told my friends, I said, fuck you up right now. I just fucking. I said, this is this is not a Dan Carter white boy. This is a <laughs> ass white boy. Have no idea that you doing that you do comedy. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. So then I go to the show, I go to the show, and you there, I'm like, I said, they go to the rugged ass white boy. I told you earlier, he'll whoop your ass. <laughs> and I'll keep fucking my friend because you got a beard, your hair's red. I'm like, yeah. I'm telling you, any white boy with a beard that's redhead is fucking tough as shit. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. Like, we I'm don't not, have a choice. I, I'm talking about so stereotypical. I'm like, I'm yeah. trying to tell you, I'm, listen. He probably from Boston or some shit. <laughs> then you go on Chicago, stage yeah. and you so Chicago. I'm like, no, I think he's from Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you talking, I'm like, and then funny, and I was like, and you were totally different than Bill Burr. Yeah. People do see, they and, see me, they go, that's like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't like that. No. And... um. Dan Soda was so. I love Dan Soda. Yeah, he's so fucking funny, man. Like, (laughs) love Dan. And I'm wide. I'm like, he calls himself a ginger. I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, that's weird. Well, I know, I know some redhead white boy that beat the shit out you. You call him fucking ginger. (laughs) Yeah, I'm talking about. People get mad about it. Yeah, 
And like I was like, and um That's our N word. Yeah, that's we what, took and it that's, back. And you said yeah. you said it on I'm like yeah. Ah, that's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we took it back. Like, they said, tried to hurt us with it. We said, took it back. And, you said, <laughs> and we took it back. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, told you, nigga. White boy beat the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, I was, I had no idea that you didn't stop. Yeah. You just, you in Canada. And I'm, and this is my friend. I didn't even want to go to Montreal. Yeah, I what? had, I did not even want to go. Why didn't you want to go? You were like, I, I don't. It's I not worth it. I didn't understand it. Ah, uh, industry wise, what, you were like, what am I doing up there? Who gives a shit? Industry wise, I didn't understand what what was going on. And I asked my agency. I'm like, wait a minute, don't you go to Montreal and like, get like an agency and a manager yeah, yeah, and, right. a, and a deal? You used to get a deal, yeah. It's like, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I have an agency, I have management. I said, did I lose my deal with Comedy Central? <laughs> did I lose my deal? It's like, do I not have a deal anymore? He's like, no, you didn't lose your deal. Like. Then what the fuck am I going to Montreal for? Yeah. And they was like, man, you got to go. It's this industry thing. And I went and had the fucking time of my life. It is phenomenal. Not with the industry, with comedians. Yeah. Like, this is like the Oscars or some shit for us. Like, it's like whatever convention rappers would have of army. (laughs) And I was like, yo, this shit was cool. And I I was kicking it with people that I normally wouldn't even see. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because because how you pass in the in yeah. the business ships you, in the night. Yeah, so finally man, all the ships are at one port. It was really cool to see. Then I start seeing you. It's like I saw you in Montreal. Then I start seeing you everywhere. I was like, it was pretty cool. He's, he's, he's the dude who says the ginger. Yeah, yeah. So when you get a chance to meet somebody, you never know. And I think you came up to me at um, Burke. Bird's um yeah thing. Christ Christ's thing yeah, yeah 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 and out of nowhere he was like hey man I, I had to cancel X Y Z didn't want I was like man this dude is fucking nice like he didn't even have to say I didn't take it any type of way it's like I saw it, you and I said I got to go talk to him because we were trying to do this before and I couldn't do it and he was with me actually and I said I even said it to him I go I got to go over there and say something to him right before we start because I said I yeah because I, I feel like our community uh, there's something about Seinfeld talked about this years ago that like he goes I don't give a shit. If I'm around the world in a country where I don't speak the language, if I find out that someone does stand-up, it's an immediate bond. I don't give a fuck if we do stand-up that's not like each other, that he's a one-liner and she's a storyteller. Yeah. And He's like, there's, it's a bond that we fo- forever have. So and, the community means something. And the craziest thing is I hate it. I fucking hate to say this. My initial bond was only with certain people. Yeah. Because it was like it was real competitive type of atmosphere in our community amongst. For them. sure. Going in the mainstream and being around different people. Like if somebody asked me who's funny, my my range of stand-up is a lot of people. Bigger now, yeah. Before, no, even in the beginning. I never realized that because I was in this box and this is all the people would talk about. But when they would at, ask me personally, man, who your favorite comedy? Who like who was your comedy influences? I'm like, I know this is gonna sound weird to y'all, but like Hee Haw and Carol Burnett and Don Rickles, these are the people who I saw first. Mm. I heard a Richard Pryor album later, but I saw these people on TV first. Right. Carol Burnett was a fucking huge influence. Yeah, on me. she was phenomenal. You know what I'm saying so. When I look at it, 
I'm like, yo, it was the first person that would really influence me in comedy was Redhead. Carolina. Yeah. So then you go down the line, I'ma mention Don Rickles and I'ma mention Rodney Dangerfield and I'ma mention Richard and Eddie and all them, but the first people were the people who I saw, man, he hall was fucking hysterical to me. Yeah. And if people didn't believe it or not, Trapper John on MASH, I thought all this witty shit was fucking hysterical. Yeah. But I'm watching it with older people. I'm like, yo, this, fucking, this is funny. Yeah. So if you think about, oh, he black, the first people going to be is black artists. No, the first people are going to be is the people who I saw on TV first. Which is funny because every white comic I know, they always go to the black ones first. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of opposite. Ed, every white comic is like, Eddie, Richard, that's how it always goes. And it's like, I think that influence is when you actually made a conscious choice to go for comedy. Yeah. But when you growing up, what was hysterical to you was what you was actually watching on television. Sure. So after them, it Carol Burnett and Cosby are going to be in the same vein because I'm watching Fat Albert. <laughs> True. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not watching I don't even know this man does stand up. Right. He's, He's the guy that says the things before the Cosby, before Fat Albert comes on. <laughs> right. Right. I don't I don't know anything, but Carol Burnett is the lady who my mom is watching this show and I'm watching. Right. You When you said DL, you mentioned like working with DL. Was there someone that you saw when you were young? You know, was there like a, a comic or performer that you ended up working with that you saw when you were younger? Oh, man. When I saw Dick Gregory, when I worked with Dick Gregory, when I saw Dick Gregory, he was still in black and white. Wow. It was my dad was showing me like because it was the it was the food it was the Dick Gregory <laughs> diet plan. <laughs> they like, all get a, they all get to that at some point. Yeah, like, yeah drinking yeah. the Dick Gregory like, yeah. like so I didn't know get you was. a can of Dick Gregory. <laughs> so this my dad enjoyed him. So this is my first you know stand up stand up seeing yeah was Dick Gregory. So to work with Dick Gregory, that's wild. He's a Libra, and the first person who ever helped me in my comedy career was this guy named Anthony Colbert Sr., right? He um he got me headshots. He paid for me headshots, like, with a high-priced person, people who were doing Destiny Child at Damn. the time. So he, what the he fuck? Named Montague. Wow. You know, his this, this name is Montague. So Montague. <laughs> so he's a, a high-priced photographer, right? So... He was used to be the role manager for Dick Gregory. Oh, and wow. he always used to say, man, you remind me so much of Dick. So that was the first person who ever invested in me. So when I get a chance to meet Dick Gregory, I'm performing with him. We did the performance. We talked for three hours after the first show. Then the next night we talked for another three hours Damn. after that. <clears throat> the coach of the Houston Rockets we all sat around and Dick Gregory was talking and he turned and said, this to me, this motherfucker right here in comedy, if you bother him, because he don't know how to <laughs> deal with you making him unbalanced. Right. But I'm going to tell you something. If you control your attitude, you're going to be one of the greats and you're going to take my place. But nigga, you got to wait till I die. <laughs> <laughs> That's four great. Months, four months later, he passed. He passed, yeah. And <clears throat> I, I 
go back to that moment and I relish in the moment. I know he has a nephew that does it. And I know people are like, well, why would he say that you gonna be like because I'm the I'm the person that's the most like him. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like uh the way you emote, the way you perform, yeah, you do have uh you do have a similar vibe. I it's mean you the, ju- you just do. You have a similar vibe. It's the same zodiac sign, it's the same A piece of his soul must be look, in yours somewhere. Yeah, it's uh, when me and when me and him actually talked, it was different. It was like really talking to the older me. Like I'm like I could hear myself in him. Have you found yourself kind of feeling more like him as your career has gone it's on? It's crazy, yeah. man. It's the yeah. craziest thing that I'm that the things that people like about me are all the teachable moments. It's not really the stand up. It's like the personal connection with me versus the artist. Right. Even with comics, it's like <clears throat> <clears throat> when comics talk about me, they understand it's a it's a very genuineness to me that if I'm with you, I am with you no matter what. Yeah. Like whether this shit is hard for you, whether it's good for you, whatever it is, I'm that person because I've that's what I'm that's the cloth that I'm cut from. So Joy Diaz knows that no matter what he's going through. He can call on me. Right. Ari is the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, these are people who, you know, I, I have a genuine love for in this business. And as a comic, it's comics that, this is the thing about comedy with me. It's comics that I fucking hate. <laughs> and we'll list them right here, by the way. We'll like, put them like on I, all the names around. Like, right I have, I'm, I have comics that I hate. Well, you have mortal enemies like, in the game? Like, I, I hate everything about them inside me. You got like, everything about them inside me. Yeah. But if you called me and you knew it was somebody that I hated and they needed something, you would have no, because it's you, you would have no problem calling me for somebody that I hated and you know that I would help them because it's you. Uh-huh. And I would and I would vow, it's people that know, if you want me to not talk to you fucking ever, you, t- you let somebody who I know that I fucking hate, that I know... Let them know that I helped them. You, I'm going. I, I'm, I'm, first, I'm gonna deny it. Then I'm gonna banish your ass to to purgatory, whatever shit that you go in. Like I'm, I never speak to your ass again. If you let somebody know that I fucking who I hate, yeah, that I helped them out. Oh shit, is that me? You're good. Hopefully it's not me. I hope it's somebody you hate. No, it, it's a it's a thing. It's a guy from Houston that moved to um L.A. And then he um, had a hard time in L.A. And he hated me when he left, and I hated him. He's a soul enemy. They called me, right? <laughs> I can like, feel it in you. It's so soul. funny. I'm like, I, I hate him in my spirit. I, I wanted my children's <laughs> children's children to hate him. Like, I generational the, hate? I wanted the generational hate, right? Yeah. It's deep. So he um, was in L.A., and he fell on really hard time, and he needed some money to get home. And they called me. I was like the first call. And I said, hey, tell me how much did y'all end up with at the end? And I, and I, I fill in the rest. Wow. So they got the all the money that, they, that he needed. And he called me and said, man, we got all the money that we needed. I said, cool. 
I'm going to send you this. He said, well, that's more than what we need. It covers what we need. I said, just because we getting him back doesn't mean that he's not going to need working capital once he gets back. True. Because then we'll be giving him something again. So you give him all the money that y'all y'all collected, and then I'm going to give him the money to get back. Under the stipulations of this, if you ever tell him <laughs> that I helped him, <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> so he got back, right? And he is shitting on me. <laughs> the dude who I helped, he is shitting on me. I'm like, for months, he's shitting on me. I never said anything. He passed. Oh, shit. He passed. Yeah. He went to his grave hating the very person who, who helped, helped him. him. Did you pay for his funeral? If they would ask me, I would. Yeah, that would have been ice cold. I would ask. They would. And, and get him and, a nice casket. And get him a nice casket. <laughs> and I never wanted him to know. And I, I wanted him to be, and I wanted people to look at him like that. Like, hey, man, you do know you. And, and they, and people knew. They were like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> this is like his best friend. Like, oh, you kind of shitting on the man who's, oh, I don't. But it, but I'm you, vowed But to you won <laughs> at the end. Yeah. It's you, you came out on top. You that's came out my, clean. And, and I tell people, that's how much I love comedians. You'll help them even if you hate them. Even if I hate them. That's wild. In here, we pour whiskey. whiskey. Hey, I want to tell you about Green Chef. Green Chef is a CCOF certified meal kit company. Uh, Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Green Chef sent me their delicious, delicious meal kits. And I got to tell you, phenomenal. Each week, you know, you can choose from 80-plus flavor-packed options, including new calorie-smart recipes and wellness bundles. If you're looking to save uh, save yourself some time and to eat well, Green Chef is the best. Uh, every single customer of theirs gets a free session with a registered dietitian. Sign up and start your journey towards better health today. I'm very proud to work with someone like Green Chef that offers unique farm-fresh ingredients, uh, figs, dates, artichokes, sustainably sourced seafood, and much, much more. Uh, stock up on tasty extras in Green Market, uh, your one-stop shop for high-quality, thoughtfully curated goods. Choose from 23-plus options, including grab-and-go breakfast, which I love because I'm always moving, okay? If you're someone who's moving around, and it's it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to go to the store, get what you need. It's difficult. So uh, let Green Chef take care of it for you okay it's much easier and i like eating healthy lately because i'm trying to i'm trying to get back in shape and cut a couple lbs off in the new year uh if you want to try it you should go to greenchef.com slash 60 whiskey and use code 60 whiskey to get 60 percent off plus 20 percent off your next two months go to greenchef.com slash 60 whiskey use the code 60 whiskey to get 60 percent off plus 20 percent off your next two months green chef the number one meal kit for eating well this episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Rabbit Hole Distillery and their one-of-a-kind Kentucky bourbon and rye whiskeys, baby. Uh, behind uh, Rabbit Hole's award-winning spirits is story, their founder, Caveza Manning, and I've spoken about them and this uh, gentleman for quite a while now. Uh, he wanted to craft the world's finest spirits. That he did. He was uh, the fastest to ever get inducted into the Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame. Cheers to that. That's pretty amazing. If you're looking for something truly original and uh, unique, this is the sauce. A lot of people say they're small batch. They're not small batch. 
These guys are pulling from under 15 barrels at a time. That is extremely rare. You don't get that often. Um, it is a, a great price point for a phenomenal, uh, delicious-tasting bourbon that uh, has four different expressions. They've got the Cave Hill. That's a triple malt bourbon. They've got the High Gold High Rye double malt bourbon. Then they've got the Boxer Grail Sour Mash Rye. If you're a rye guy, and uh, lately I've been sip-sapping on this Derringer. This stuff is really good. It's finished in Pedro Jimenez sherry casks. And yes, I said it right. Pedro Jimenez sherry casks. Okay? This stuff is delicious. Uh, it's got dried fruit, a little bit of caramel. Um, it's, it's sweet but smooth. Soft like sweet berry wine, baby. Uh, it's delicious. You got to try yourself some of this. They got four. Try any one that you like. I guarantee you're going to love them for the price point. It's really, really quality stuff. Go to rabbitholedistillery.com slash buy now. Rabbitholedistillery.com slash buy now. Use promo code rabbit for five bucks off your first order. Please drink responsibly and enjoy. Jump down the rabbit hole with me. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by Squarespace. I've talked for a very long time about Squarespace, and that's because my first site was made on Squarespace. I currently am using Squarespace. Uh, They know what they're doing. Back in the day, back in my day, you used to have to make a site uh, kind of rogue using either someone you knew who had a friend that was a programmer uh, that knew C++ or someone uh, who could, you know, throw stuff together uh, as quick as they could, sloppily, but it was passable. And now with Squarespace, you don't have to do that. They have so many beautiful, beautiful assets for you to choose from. They have a fluid engine, next-generation website design system from Squarespace. It's never been easier to unlock unbreakable creativity. Uh, design a site however you want. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine. Build, Built-in, ready-to-go uh, Squarespace is the place. They have an asset library, an online store if you're looking to sell custom merch. They have flexible website templates. You can use theirs. Go rogue. Do your own. A video collection. So many extensions. Email campaigns. So you can pump stuff out, whether you're selling stuff, uh, promoting something, or you're like me, I want to promote shows and I want to find out where the clicks are coming from. So I use their analytics tab to grow the insights of my business, to find out where you guys are. Uh, and it's a, it's a great way to know who your fans are or connect with the people that you're looking to produce something for or sell something to. And they've also got blogging tools. You want a vo- vlogger blog? You have vlogger blogger? You can do both on Squarespace. Um, it's so malleable is the word. You can do whatever you want on there. And if you're looking to make a site for whatever reason, uh, go over to squarespace.com for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, uh, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Okay? Squarespace.com. Check it out. All right, when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Ginger. I like gingers. When you said you shared astrological signs with Dick, mm-hmm. are you big into that? Is that something? Because I'm so ignorant to it. Because I'm a Libra. When you said that, I said, well, me too. What does that mean to you? Oh, man. So. What are you, October yeah, what? October 17th. 16th. My coworker yeah. that I work with every day, he's the 16th. Libra, people who say they're not into it, I just say this. I just don't know it, is all. Don't, don't. I don't know anything about it. And this is what you have to know. Yeah. There's not going to be a Libra that you're really not connected with. You're not going to really get along with Libra women because that's too much. Like, that's too much. Oh, you're saying I won't get along with a Libra. If I meet a Libra that's a female, uh, no li- chance. Libra, Libra women, unless you're into taking risk, and most Libras are not, we don't take, we take very calculated risk. Uh-huh. Our risks are very calculated. calculated. It's like, I know a lot about this risk before I... <laughs> <laughs> it's really not, it's almost not a risk. I have, I have studied this. The The level of risk is 
2% versus the 90% that other people, because we, we are, we are big into balance. Yes. The, 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 the only way to irritate you is to try to get you off balance. You don't give a shit about somebody else being off balance. Just don't, don't try to fucking have me topsy-turvy. Right. I don't, I don't really fuck with that. And Libras, even though most people don't know about the thing, we have so much that's the same. You will not speak to a person that you generally do not like. Yes, yeah, I know. You don't give a fuck what the... I don't give a damn what the situation is. You're not that, oh, I'm a, I'm not going to do this shit cordially. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do it because nobody's going to pressure me to do this shit. You're not <laughs> fucking with them. You're not fucking with them. No, that's true. And if they speak to you, you take this shit very offensive because they know that you don't fuck with them. That's right. Now you fucking playing with me. That's right. <laughs> like, I don't even true. know you. That's I don't know very you. true. I don't know you, but yeah. I know this. And you know why you like that? Because you will give a person, and I say this all the time, whoever the person was that came up with this saying, the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. is a fucking Libra. Because you will, you will, I, I, I'm cool, I'm cool, cool. <laughs> They would somebody would have to back you all the way into a corner, and then you're going to go for. You are very top. Your chances. Do you understand? For you not to like somebody, you gave them ninety nine chances. Yes, that's true. So if you, this is how I do. If you told me there's somebody that you don't like, I automatically know I'm not going to like them because <laughs> I know the type of chances and the type of shit that you put up with from them in order for you to say, you know something. Oh. Enough is a fucking enough. That is so funny. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. I, it's a lot for me to be like, man, fuck that dude. It's a lot. But if you get there, like there's someone who I, you know, you work with people all the time that you kind of don't like if you do shows. And there's someone that I just don't fuck with. And we don't fuck with each other. But it took a long time for me to get there. But there is a moment, the straw, that, where you're like, fuck you. I, and that's And then you just kind of, I don't know. I close it off. And it's not anything more than that. It's not like I don't do anything outside Ex- of that. You don't have to do shit. But you it's just over. close it off. It's yeah, just it's fucking over. over. It's, it's over. like it's like in your mind, you cut the top. I moved out of I moved out of that apartment. Di- you I don't, don't live need, there anymore. You don't need closure. Nah. You are the closure. Yeah. I have closed the door <laughs> on this shit. And when people even ask you, you yeah. like no, no, I don't live there anymore. And you don't now. even say nothing bad. You like, no. I am fucking, because you know how to be fucking done, done. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, for me, that shit is done. But also, that's a product of, I think, maybe it's me and maybe it's also how I grew up too. Like, for me, when you talk about your father in your special, it's it's wild because my relationship, we had some similarities in that. My dad was in jail, when I, prison when I was a kid, and then... When we tried to connect, I always did. It was always such a fun fucking time because it was free. It was free. It was like dad got to do whatever he wanted to do. And it was the same thing. So, but with him, I had these big chunk moments of like being really upset that it's like, man, why, why did I sit on that step and you didn't show up? I mean, talk about a fucking. You couldn't have put this in a bad TV episode where I'd be outside and my mom would be like, he's not coming. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> and I'd have to be like, yes, he is. But, but those moments really kind of fucking mold you into someone that's like, when you start to decide who you stop fucking with, it's they gotta, they have to push you to a moment of, okay, that's it. I did keep giving you a bunch of these chances. 
And then you fucked it up. So, and I had that a lot. So when you talked about your dad and your special, it was interesting because I thought, God, we had the same thing that when I got to go see my dad, my mom was so like, ugh, about it. She hated it. Hated it. She fucking hated it because she had to be a responsible parent and I got to go be free. With him, I could go to the horse races and go watch amateur boxing and I could stay up till two in the morning. You know what I mean? Go get cigarettes for the old guys. I got to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. My, it was free. It was like, if, I, if we wanted to go get food late, late, late at night, I could say, oh, I'm hungry. And we would go. And you couldn't do that with my fucking mom. Go yeah, get yeah. food. What? What the fuck? Go to the fridge. What do you mean? Go get food. Go get, go get <laughs> a piece of bologna <laughs> from the fridge and eat it. But I got the freedoms that you exhibited when you talked about that relationship. I saw that so heavily, but it goes back to what you're saying. You have to really push someone like us, I guess. I didn't know this, but it's hard for me to go, fuck you. I give you a bunch of shots. I know it's like I do. gave you a bunch of shots. As soon as you say you're a Libra, it's 10 things that I automatically know that you would and you wouldn't do. So who, what woman do I connect with the most, right? Virgo, like I'm married, but Vir- Virgo's, Virgo's the one. Is that the one? Virgo's. Virgo. Anything that you have to balance out. Okay, right. I have to balance that. If you if you have to be the balanced person, right? <laughs> you don't go with because because you guarantee ninety percent of the things, like they say, oh, women make the men better. That's with most other men, not Libras. Right, not us. Not us. We balance out everything. Everybody, right? Like every everything. Even if you're a Gemini, we make we make you control both fucking people. Like, <laughs> like you making your choice. Like, oh, you like walking. Oh, I know who I'm dealing with. I'm dealing with Larry today. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yesterday it was Curtis. Now it's Larry. You know, who the, like I had friends that they Gemini. They two different people, and I know how to deal with both of them because my balance is about me. It's not really about you, right? So I got to control you in order to keep me together. Because I don't want to do this up and down shit with you. I don't. When you listen to, watch this, when you listen to people with problems, like somebody comes to you with a problem, you're listening because nine out of ten, you're only going to listen to this shit once. Yeah. And you listen in detail. You're not even saying anything. You're just listening. And you thinking about all the actual solutions to yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. You're not listening. You don't, you don't listen to nobody's problem with the, with the whole idea of I just wanted to hear it. Your problem is... You're you're listening with, and you're fixing the shit as you're listening. Like, okay, I see what this is at. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, all right. all right. So, and you're not even saying nothing. Then, as soon as they finish, all right, let me tell you. What's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> it goes, you go right into right. the fixed mode. It's like I don't have time for the sympathy of this shit. It's like, so let me tell you where. Um, yeah. You kind of jumped out there a little. Are right, you like too. a manual? You're like, let me <laughs> if you go to page six, I can show you how you fucked up. And right here under Addendum you, Three, you use the wrong screws. Right, like, like, <laughs> you, you just been do, using the you wrong screws. You, you gotta go back. This, I can put IKEA furniture together. I have no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, that's easy. I just follow the steps. I follow the fucking steps. They're like I'm not looking at step one and then going to three. No, right. I'm step one. Oh, that's two. Oh, and I've laid the screws out that I need. These are the. Fl- you're using screws. You're supposed to use them little wooden pegs that they had on the thing. You're supposed to put those in there. That is a personality trait that some people skip to step four. And they're like, well, where is this piece? You're like, well, you fucking flip to the last page. What the fuck? You, you skip. It's like, I know how to. That's the problem is when people go, I know how to build it. 
And you're like, you don't. Why are you reading the fucking manual then? Like, if you knew how to build it, why are you, you reading the thing? You would have never put this fucking manual Yes, out. you would have just built the shit. And we're logical like that. Hey, man, because of this, yeah. you probably don't know that. <laughs> right, right. I'm just going, I'm I'm just guessing. going with this. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Well, that's like a thing with like, I don't know if this happens to you, but like, you know, sometimes my wife will ask me a question that like, I know we both don't know the answer to, but she does too. She knows she I don't know the answer. But then you have to go, we're going to figure this out together. I don't know. You don't know. We're going to get there. But she'll ask in a way that's like, don't you know that? You're like, you fucking know I don't know that. We've never been here to Poughkeepsie. What the fuck? No, I don't know what the fuck is. We're going to do this together. Are you... Are you intentionally trying to throw me off balance? Yeah, yeah, that's you what know, it is. You, you trying to throw me off balance? <laughs> you trying to throw me off balance? Don't fucking not today. Not today. Don't, not throw, today. don't, don't fucking throw me off balance, man. You already don't, know. Don't I don't know shit balance. about this place. <laughs> don't start this shit. Damn. Like I, I do that with most people. I, you don't really like repeating yourself with something that you know that somebody you talked about. You're like, yeah, I know fucking facts. Me, you talked about this. You know how I know for facts we Because how can I remember every motherfucking detail of this shit? But you are acting like you got fucking temporary amnesia. <laughs> it's, like, it's like going back. It's like, yo, man, why are we? We're going oh, over sh- this should again. We, should we cut the cameras on? All right. Um, 50 <laughs> motherfucking episodes. And now you asking, should we cut the fucking cameras on? Yeah, see? <laughs> see, I'm talking to you. Talking to fucking him. Like, There's days where then, I'm like, you know this answer. Why am I telling it to you? Because you try to fucking throw me off balance. I yeah, this don't is. throw me off fucking balance. <laughs> and do, that's, you, do you find? Do you find? Do you find? Because you're you're in Houston. Yes. Do you find staying there keeps you in balance? Because look, one hundred percent. So many comics, right? Like I'm from Chicago. I've been living here for years. I had to leave. I had to get out of because I just you know I just had to go and here in New York and a lot of people move to either and then a lot of people like you mm-hmm. uh, Bar- uh, Ralph Barbosa too another kid that still lives in Texas that's from there you know Ralph do you know him yeah, yeah but it's like a lot of people stay where they're from and they're making such a successful career and I think proving you guys are proving like you don't have to go to the you don't have to go live in LA or live you can but you don't have to do you think that's like a a piece of your balance that I- has helped you I take it with with great pride because I'm the one that originated. Yeah, it was no it was no before me, right. no staying at home before me. You would yeah, and I, and I and I take that with pride because I'm not gonna let anybody say that they did it before me. This is one of the things that I'm very very holding on to, because when I started 25 years ago, that was the thing. It was go to New York, go to L.A. Right, and people told me. I would they, the word never. You'll kind, never make you it. You will never make it unless you go to L.A. and New York. And I was pissed. Like, how can you claim with such validity, with such venom that that's it? And I, I don't think people realize I was such a student of stand-up. Comedy is virtually new to L.A. Well, and, a, it, I mean, because ev- everyone's from somewhere else, true. Everyone's yeah. from somewhere else. Right. And the cultivation of... The craft. This is this is people who are waiting to become something else other than stand up. Right. They they using it as a as a as a slight little prostitute to <laughs> get something while they're waiting on something else to try to do. They're trying to do something else, but the craft of stand up 
is lost with these fads. Like when you said earlier, earlier that people are starting to mimic other people, which is weird because an art, when you have a craft, people take a craft so serious that they want to become who they are. And there was one Carol Burnett, there was one Dick Gregory, there was one Rodney Dangerfield, there's one Richard Pryor. There's one of all these people that came before us in the craft of what we was doing. Right. So George Carlin didn't want to be anybody but George Carlin because there was no other George Carlin. Right. And so Don Rickles, there was only one Don. Now it is a imitation of life's kind of thing that when somebody finds success in one thing, another person tries to do their rendition of that instead of becoming their own yeah. voice. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to navigate through this thing when you seeing people being quote unquote I don't call it popular and I don't I definitely don't call it successful because to succeed in a in a in a craft like in any and I'm saying football, baseball, um R&B being an artist, being a poet, being a, a a graphic designer, being a director, you want to succeed with the <clears throat> under the scope <clears throat> of that you did it your kind of way. You did you you have a when I'm watching a Spike Lee movie, I know eventually somebody's gonna start floating. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, this is, <laughs> it's gonna yeah. be a it's yeah. gonna be a, a float situation yeah, going yeah, on, yeah, yeah. and <laughs> you. You kind of won't you you wouldn't you would be upset if you was watching somebody else's film and then somebody started floating. Yeah. Wait a minute. That's not the characteristics of like like I heard a statement like somebody said, "Are they special?" Was great for them. What does that mean? Yeah. It, what does it, that it, mean? What, what does that mean for them? Right. <laughs> Somebody yeah. got to float. Yeah. <clears throat> Somebody's so, got to float. It's the, it is this this thing about greatness. Like I I've never told a comment that they that I thought they were good that I didn't really feel like that way. Right. Because when I when I say it, it's going to be the thing that I that that turned me for you, for you. Like I I watch stand ups all the time. Okay, okay, and then. Did he just say ginger? That's our N word. <laughs> And you find it's the thing that when somebody say, <clears throat> this is what got me. And then I went down the rabbit hole of watching X, Y, and Z. Right. Because I watch, I will not watch a stand-up that I don't think they're good. So when somebody asks me about somebody, I only mention the people that I know that's good. So it's, it, it never it never has to be a, oh, Ali, do you think? And I'm like, hey, man, did you see? <laughs> or did you see? And I And I have no problem promoting those people because I see the genuineness in what they're doing. I want you to see it, and I want to be the person to say, look, look at this person. So when you see the imitation, you right. always know the where it came from first. Like, no, nah, that person kind of like, Ali sent me this dude that, yeah, because I only support the original person. You like the original one. Because right, th that's the best form of what you're looking at. Right. 
which is what you've held on to, right? That's what you're saying is like you being from home, being at home, doing it your way is truly the only way that you saw. It was never going to be like come to LA or go to New York and do you were this was always going to be your way regardless of if it was like, well, it's going to take a little bit longer. Maybe it won't, right? Yeah. It, it doesn't the, the timeline is skewed. It doesn't it some people pop off quick, some people pop off late. Some people uh, pop in a totally different way than you ever saw and them coming. They, and then they come from somewhere else. Right. I, I've never labeled you a great stand-up if your popularity started somewhere else. Right, 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 right. Because now I got to label Jake the Snake one of the greatest. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> now, now I got to put Jake the Snake up there. And, 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 right. And um, what's my man, the other wrestler um, that does stand-up in the clubs? Who, who, who? Um, I don't know. Who does stand up in the club? That's a that's a wrestler. It's two of them. Um, it's Jake the Snake, and what's my other guy? Jake the Snake does stand up. Oh my goodness! Are you being serious? Yeah. How do I not know that? You'll see Jake the Snake in comedy clubs, doing shows. What? Do professional wrestlers that do stand up? It's it's it's. I think it's what's his name? Jake the Snake, and what's the guy that used to wear the mask with the with the with the flannel shirt? Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yes. Yeah, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Yep. Jake the Snake and Mick Foley. Look them up. They, I guarantee they got an improv date somewhere. Well, we should go see him. Should we go see him? <laughs> <laughs> I love to see Jake the Snake. I love Jake the Snake. Did you like wrestling when you were a kid? Oh, yes, love. You did, huh? I'm from original wrestling with Kamala and Junkyard Dog. Junkyard Dog, and, yeah. And Ted DiBiase and the Nature Boy Ric Flair. Right. Man, how can you not love the Nature Boy Ric Flair? Now, see, I love when I was a kid, I really got into wrestling for a, a hot minute. And then I grew up in Chicago in the Jordan era, so like nothing else mattered. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that? Like literally nothing mattered. I remember as a kid, we were never allowed to watch TV if if my mom cooked and we ate it because both they both worked. So if my mom and my stepdad both worked. So if my mom cooked a, a dinner, we were fucking ref- it was against the law to watch TV. <laughs> You know what I mean? When we ate food, it was like, you cannot go, you have to sit with me and talk to me because I made you fucking food. Because my mom worked long hours and worked in the city and then would come back out. And so we'd have to sit. But if Jordan was playing, we were allowed to watch because my dad would want to watch. Like, we were, that was the only fucking time we could watch TV and eat food at the same time was if Jordan was on. That's how much he dictated my life as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, we loved we loved the Bulls so much. It was like there was no rules if the bull the Bulls were oh, you could have that on. You know what I mean? It, we would skip fucking church if we could. You know what I mean? It was like the Bulls were Jordan Jor, the Jordan Bulls Jesus. Jordan was Jesus. He is Jesus Jordan to me. Jesus. But it was just he that that was the only thing my, so for my childhood everything I liked all like little things that I liked it just went away because the bull, basketball was like it. And for a short period of time, I was good and thought, I love basketball. What if I got to play basketball, you know, in college? (laughs) Pros, no way. I see how, you know what I mean? At some point. Hey, man. You see how translucent I am. Marlin, Bird. Yeah, I know. Danny Ames. Yeah, it wasn't them. A lot lot of great. I was Baby Bird, yeah. It was a lot of great. There was a couple of good whites. Man. We we threw a couple of good whites in there. Oh, man. Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple that bounce around. Now they're all Eastern European uh, lunatics. <laughs> you got to be a psycho from Eastern Europe. No, but I but I loved it so much. Look, at he's got the white, popular white NBA players. Hey. By the way, why is Kevin Garnett up there? Because he was in Minnesota. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> if you played long enough in Minnesota, you got to be a white guy. They consider you white because you play. <laughs> Kevin Garnett is the blackest person ever of all time. <laughs> yeah. It does say below it, blackest guy ever, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Larry Bird, Stockton, Nash, Jerry West. Yeah. But uh, again, Dirk, Dirk, he's, yeah, you can't give me somebody from fucking Eastern Europe. It doesn't, no, it doesn't count. I, uh, like, like Joker, all these guys. No, um. But I thought for a little bit that I was like, man, what if I could make a, what if I could go to a D3 school? That's what I thought. What if I could just do D3 just to play basketball in school? And my coach was like, you don't have enough school in you to go play somewhere. Cause I just hated school. Like, were you good in school? I fucking hated school. I wasn't good in school. I just couldn't be there. I did no reason to be there. And you know what's crazy? I could have been great in school. Great. You just didn't give it any effort. I grew up in the house with a genius. And my sister's an actual genius. So anything I needed to know, I could have just walked next door and asked the genius. My mom is a, is a genius. You had a house full of brilliant people. Me, I am a mathematician and a chemist. So those are the things I'm very good at, chemistry and math. Chemistry helps in the streets. <laughs> no, I got money. <laughs> yeah. I cook drugs. <laughs> no, father was very good at both of them as well. But yeah, I was. Um, Did you teach yourself? No, um, to, to do drugs. The, uh, yeah, no. yeah, to cook. Nah, God taught me. It was a, uh, it was a thing. It was harder than I than you actually think when you first start. You like. The right amount of baking soda. Because that I, Master P song taught me more than I ever needed I, to know. I fucked up some drugs when I first started. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. Like, like, and then the dude was like, it, it goes away. And he's like, put some ice in there. And he brought it back. I'm like, oh, he's a fucking Houdini. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> but, They're magic drug dealers. I'm sure you ran into some dudes that knew how to cook. That oh, was man. just. Pops. This dude named Pops. He cooked. I really wasn't a cooker. I was a transport deliverer. Distribution was your... your... (laughs) I could cook if I had to, but not my thing. But Pops is a guy. God, if I was writing a movie, Pops would be the guy in the kitchen. Speedos on. Shut the fuck up. We're wearing Speedos? In in Domino Effect, too. That was was my man. Yeah, but Speedos for real? That's not not an embellishment. Speedos. Speedos. God damn. What's crazy is... Let me tell you why. So you'll know that it's not an embellishment. So he... He smoked drugs, so right? No place to really stay. This is the apartment that we cook in. Don't really stay there. So in the apartments where he live in, he didn't have a home. He would be laying out at the pool like he lived there. Right. Just so, kicking it. So every day the 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 you know, the pool is mostly about a leasing office. Mm-hmm. So he have his clothes folded up. Under the under the thing in a towel, he had always had this towel, and he would be sleep at the pool with speedos on. <laughs> they never knew he didn't live there. They just thought he was an old man that went swimming every day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna question an old man who's, who's gonna going swimming? Old man yeah, leave speedos. that motherfucker alone. Nobody's gonna come out in the, at the least and I was like, "Hey, get out of this pool." Yeah, he's by himself too. And he's, he's not like, hurting Yo, anybody. Yo, I got on speedos, fam. You don't think I'm supposed to be over here? Like. That's <laughs> That's genius shit. Yeah, that is. You know what I'm saying? I used to, I used to like, yo, Pop was a fucking genius, man. Like, it was crazy. Ways to get away with shit is what you learn when you're put in a position where you don't have a choice. If you want to do drugs, like, you want to do drugs, you want to do something, lay on the ground. <laughs> Nobody's going to question you. Lay on the ground. Right, he's on the ground. Leave him alone. Anytime that I want to smoke somewhere that there's no smoking, 
I just lay on. I just sit on the ground, <laughs> <laughs> like a homeless person. Just, nobody bothers. Like you can't smoke in Burbank out here, outside. But if you lay on the ground, you're good. You good. You just sit on the ground. <laughs> No one knows how successful you truly Nobody. are. It's just a man smoking on the ground. <laughs> it's a man smoking on the ground. Right. <laughs> By the way, I hope and I hope in a future series of specials you do sitting on the ground. <laughs> I hope sitting on the ground puts it makes it into somewhere. <laughs> just think about the it, simple man. tricks. The simple tricks to get through life, right? Though are like you know that old that old phrase of like act like you've been there. Like yeah, if you, if you pretend like you've been there, people don't know the difference. It's like if you walk into an, a fancy party and you pretend like you're supposed to be there. Who the fuck would know the difference? My dad always say he's like, well, if you don't feel like you're supposed to be there, at least fake it, because no one will know the difference. You know what I mean? Like no one will fucking no one, and no one will care. You know? No, I get like okay, he's supposed to be here. He walked in there, didn't he? Yeah. How would he know to be here? Man, if I want to do something, sit on the ground. Sit on the fucking on the ground. ground. <laughs> sit on the ground. If you get into a fight and somebody threaten you, sit on the ground. <laughs> sit on the ground. If somebody lean down while you're threatening you, you kick him in the face. You're yeah. already on the ground. Right. Like, Someone comes at you, tries to fuck you, you up. You cannot lay on the ground. Out. I'm already on the ground. <laughs> 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 sit on the ground. Probably the greatest piece of advice. If you're ever in a vulnerable position, just sit on the ground. Whatever you need to get away with, sit on the ground. Man, I'm telling you, if you think about it, you see somebody sitting on the ground, you're like, leave that guy alone. Leave that guy alone. He's obviously going through something. If somebody's trying to kidnap you and you just sit on the ground, sit on like, the ground. I'm not picking you up. Right. <laughs> that should be for, for people that like try to, uh, you know, for kids that like don't talk to strangers. They're like, if a stranger comes up to you, just lay on the ground. Just lay on the ground. Lay on the ground. They're not going to come near you. Drag you. <laughs> right. Bring them drag you. Everybody knows you're going to need help. You somehow, somebody dragging you on the ground like this. I'm not helping you. <laughs> of course he's trying to kidnap me. You see, I'm resisting. I'm on the ground. <laughs> Arrest this man. I'm on the ground. I can't be in the wrong. There's no way in the world you can I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground. If you assaulted somebody and you on the ground, you stab him in the knee. Hey, man, who you think was bothering who? I'm on the ground. I'm on the ground. He's <laughs> bleeding, but I'm on the ground. I think the man on the ground is in the right here for some reason. <laughs> I'm stabbed. He's on the ground. He's on the ground. Let him be, please. Sir, he, yeah. you, Sir. obviously you was messing with him. He's on the ground. No, how could he How could he, be, how could he not? He was on the ground. What were you doing, sir? Yeah, did you, you approach him? Did you approach him? He had to to approach him. (laughs) Yeah, because he's on the ground. He looked like he was always like this. He's like, he was sitting there. It's a stain. Like, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) stain. You want to get away? Sit on the ground. Sit on the ground. I don't care where you at. Just sit on the ground. Sit on the ground. (laughs) Probably the greatest piece of life advice I think I've ever heard. Tell me, tell me now, uh, when you, you, the next couple of specials that you put out, are you going to take a break, or are you just going to keep moving in this direction? Because I, I will say to you, as little as I know you, the one thing I do know about you is you never stop touring. You're like a fucking machine. You're one of the guys that people talk about when they're like, man, that dude puts up dates. Like, you're, <laughs> you, honestly. But it's not a negative thing, but it's truly like you put up dates. Like, you're, you are moving, man. Yeah, man and do you want to take a break? Do you ever take a break I'm or no? I'm going to take July off. The whole month of July. Are you though? Yeah. Really? I'm, and I'm. Really, what if something comes up? Nothing's gonna come up. So you're taking the whole month off. I'm taking the whole month of July. Off. I've started taking like two or three weeks off just to hang out with family and really disconnect. I found that I really needed it. 
just to you do just to you know just enjoy the life and you know whatever you're doing you want and you want new experiences even though you're getting them but not like vacation experiences man i think that who you are really is who you are on vacation i just talked about this the other day with somebody that is the freest version of you that's the you that's yeah. the you are. that's who you really probably that's who are you fucking really are Vaca- yeah. when you're on vacation this is the only time this happens. <laughs> you because you have a wife. You go like, "Hey, babe, I just met Charles and them, and they wanted to go to dinner." Like, Who the fuck is Charles? Can we go to dinner with them as a couple? They want to have sushi with us. Yeah, that is true. And your wife was like, "Who the fuck are these people?" I just, I just, the I best. He's the best. Wait till you meet these guys. Yeah, that is a fact. That you become the most like uh, Dude, I'm free. There's no you don't really care about. I'm, it's you no had judgment. A dinner with a Mediterranean family that you have no <laughs> right, idea. Right. You never met him, but right, like, you, you, and you'll never you, talk to him ever again. But it doesn't matter. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. And I am friends, man, with everybody out there that met on vacation. Really? That's yeah. That, that I'm friends with some of the weirdest couples. Yeah, we met some weird people on the road. Yeah, that we've gone out like we go on vacation. We've sat with people or gone out just because you're there together. Why not? You why know? Not? Yeah. Now that's nice. Hey man, this man named Johnny Walker. Two T's. <laughs> two T's. <laughs> two T's in his walker. I don't know. I don't even know where the two T's came from. Yeah, but Johnny it doesn't matter. Walker, Johnny two Walker. T's. Two T's. <laughs> <laughs> just to throw it in there. Yeah. And I keep saying Johnny Walker. Two T's. And the lady who lives in my house, I affectionately call her. She says that man name is Johnny Waters. <laughs> two T's. I said that's how you said Walker. Said you're drunk like him. Like <laughs> either so, way, I like Johnny Walker. Two T's. <laughs> like He's my guy. Like, that's my guy. And it's, it's all type of pictures of my phone of me and this man hugging. <laughs> I was looking at him like two T's. I'm like, this is that is the freest version that you'll ever be. You do need to take a break uh, because it's healthy for the brain. But in the meantime, uh, I'll say this. Keep killing it. Uh, and for those of you that want to see a phenomenal show, uh, you have to go see him live. Obviously, watch his special, specials, yeah. both out on YouTube right now. But go see him live. What's your website? Um, AliSadiq.com. AliSadiq.com. Very spell, easy. It's very, very easy. Spell my name with I-S-I-D-D-I-Q. The A is, that says sad dick. And I don't, I don't, that is very, <laughs> my wife would very disapprove of that. <laughs> that is so funny. Not sad dick. Yeah, man, yeah. Lost, man, I must say, I think, and I, and I will say to this day, Lost is probably my is gonna be the greatest piece of work I ever do because of the content and how deep I wanted to go in. I I, I didn't think that I could go that deep and then come back. Yeah, being honest, it's like, and I and I never ran this special, like I never went out on the road with. You never try. You never. You never ran it front to back. No. You just went out. You just shot it. We shot it. Wow. Because I, I don't. I, I put it in my brain that it was no way that I could get to that particular part about my sister night after night, and then come be tough. Back. Yeah, it, be it, really it would, tough. It would be. It would be really too tough. So we never ran it, and I did a short version of the beginning in Philly under the worst conditions to, to try to see where it was at. 
And and after I did the first 30 minutes, I knew that I had it because we did it in Philly. It was the late show on Friday. Mm. We're 45 minutes late. Yeah, that's tough. The feature, the host and the feature still got to go up. I didn't cut their time. Oh, I would have. I'd have been and, like, and, boys. Yeah, <laughs> most time you cut we gotta it, slice to, it to get to get to who they want to see. I let them run. They so it's forty five minutes behind. Then they have to wait another thirty thirty minutes, minutes yeah. to get to me. And I started off with it in Oof. the because I wanted to see if it was that right under those conditions, right. One of those conditions. Because if it works, it works. If it works, it works. Right. If it works there, it works. Yeah. And and I did the first 30, and then I said, yeah, I got it. And then I pulled back. Then I did some other lighter stuff, and then we went and recorded it. And I'm like, man, I, I, I kept telling them, ain't no running this twice, ma'am. You did it. Because, and it was just that thing. Man, I, I, I definitely appreciate, man, this is one of this is one of them podcasts that you like. You want to come back like a lot because you're like, man, it feels. You're good. always more than welcome, man. This is like outside of Rogan, man. I'm being honest. I've I've had some very very fun podcasts that I've been on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna put this as top two. Well, I and love I'm, that. Makes me I'm, feel I'm, good. I'm gonna put this over, and I, and I know he's gonna get mad, but he know I love him. <laughs> I'm gonna put this over Joy Diaz. Oh no. What'd you say, cocksucker? I heard you over there fucking rambling on to that fucking redhead. <laughs> Yo, because first, one is going to go over Joy Diaz because I'm I'm a little drunk, but I'm cool. <laughs> but on Joy Diaz, I was, man, I had taken an edible. He gets you so fucking high. Because I, I do this thing that I like to experience other people's spaces. Like, I go into a space, and whatever's happening in that space, yeah. I just get into it. Like, okay, I'm in Yeah, why space. not? I'm in them. I'm on Joy's podcast, and I took this edible, and I was like this at first. I was like this. I was very, you can tell. I was. I came in really hot. Like, yeah, we doing the thing. And then as it went on, you saw seeing me. <laughs> yeah, disappear a little bit. Yeah, I can't do it. So, Ali, Ali, what do you think about? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> it, what are you talking to me? And like, <laughs> I was like, hey man, I think, I think whatever you think about. What you just said? Yeah, <laughs> he's broken people's brains, man. That guy is—he's re, restructured people's brains I, before. I, I, he gave me a Death Star. No, no. Did you do it? No, I'm thank you, bro. No, I, thank you. I am like a a wuss. Like how I'm much like, are they? Ten, I, Death Stars are ten thousand milligrams. <laughs> It's fucking like, absurd. That's, that's that's one of the ones. That's when I was at the broken hand. But then you start seeing me. The next one, it was it was terrible. Google that. What is a Death Star edible? Ten. How many milligrams is a Death Star edible? Because I'm telling you, I thought it. <laughs> I might be wrong, but I thought it was ten thousand. Did you do it? I never. No chance. I'm such a bitch with that. I can't do it. And over a hundred milligrams to me is I'm out. That's too much. A yeah. hundred milligrams is too much already. I'm I'm done. The Death Star. How much? 125. Okay. Look at that. I mean, that's absurd to me. Yeah, it's all guesses. See, everyone has a different... But I think 100 milligrams is in absurd to me. I think the most I've ever probably done was around... I don't even know, maybe 50 or something like that. But fi- yeah, 300 to 500 per pack. Either way, I would never make you do that on this show. Just a, cu- 
It's absurd. You can't even it's speak like, English anymore. You're not even a fucking English. human. Yeah. Hey, we're doing this next one in uh, Korean subtitle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we start speaking languages we don't even know we speak. We're like, holy shit. I can't fucking believe that. I, hey, it's not like being in Korea drinking soju all night and then and then being able to walk in the morning. That Death Star is insane. That's absurd. I, I, look, I, I've said this before. Weed is different. These days, weed is different. It's... It's, it gets a it, it like grips you in a way where it never did when I was younger smoking weed. I don't I don't feel constricted now. If I get on that, <laughs> I feel like I'm like a snake has wrapped me up and I can't move. I can't do it, and and my cognitive skills are gone. I can't even think when I'm that high. So God bless people that can still do it at that degree. <laughs> Not me. You said when somebody got older, God bless you. God bless you if you can do it. <laughs> I sound like Trump. God bless you if you can do weeds at that, that degree. Uh, well, let me say this to the fans in the crowd. Uh, I appreciate you so much being here. It means a lot. Please go watch Loss. Go watch both specials, but go watch Loss. Go watch him live um, before he chokes on sunflower seeds and dies live on my show. <laughs> go watch him live. Uh, his website will be in the description in the link below. He's got a bunch of dates coming up, and he's going to tour until he can't tour anymore and take a break in July. Um, we end this show the same way. You look into that camera, and you say one word or one phrase. Uh, a lot of people do, you know, a little something-something to end the episode. It's going to end it, so it's going to end on you. So when you're ready, you let us know whatever you want to say to end the episode. Sunflower seeds, they delicious. <laughs> in here, we pour whiskey, whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.